coming to you from beautiful Johnson City, Tennessee, just a couple days before Thanksgiving. Got so much to be thankful for. I'm thankful for the people that's watching, the people that's here in the little room here. I'm just thankful for everything that the Lord has blessed me with and all the things I'm going to thank him for that he's kept me away from. I want to thank him for so many things that he's taken me out of or, you know, for the unanswered prayers that he has he has not given me that, that has come to play in a, in a great positive way in my life. I want to thank him for my ministry. I just want to be, I'm just so thankful. I'm going to start off right now, dear Lord. I want to thank you for all you do. I want to thank you for who you are. I want to thank you for the creation of the earth, for your son, for us, Lord, for all of our people, Lord, all the people in the world, Lord, they're all your people. Lord, I want to thank you for the opportunity to preach the gospel and to lead these people to you. And Lord, I want to thank you for the opportunity to speak to the people that watch every time we're on or how many ever times they watch and let them know they're appreciated. Lord, I want to ask you now to touch all these people that have written prayer requests that have come to me for prayer or my wife or one of our family members. Lord, touch all their needs. Fill them as your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. That being said, <clears throat> you know, one of my main points as, a, as an evangelist is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, to, to preach the word, you know, and to go out and tell people about the good news of Jesus. And I do it in so many different ways. My family does it. We do it all in different ways. We use our life stories, things that happen to us as a family. We use our own individual testimonies, and each one of us have one. But whatever we do when we do it, we tell the truth. We try to put it out there the best way we can, not to market us as a family, but to market God as our Lord and Savior, to mark Him as the, the, the main thing in our lives is Jesus Christ, and to hopefully make Him the main thing in your lives. One of the first, uh, when I was studying and all this, one of the first verses I, I, I learned, not learned, but one of the first verses that really touched me was 2 Timothy 2 through 5, um, 4, 2 through 5. And what touched me about it is because of what it says, you know, and I'm going to read it, but then I'm going to go back over it and I'm going to show you what the problem is with the world today. But not the world so much, but just even the churches. We have churches arguing against each other. We have churches talking about the way other churches um, allow people to dress, who they allow to preach, um, everything like this. You know, what kind of music they listen to? Do they stand up when they preach? Do they sit down when they preach? Do they have enough services in the week? You know. I, I keep thinking of like when Paul and I mean excuse me Peter and Jesus was walking, and Peter asked Jesus, "What about this other disciple? What do you have him do?" And Jesus basically said, "You've heard me say this before. It's none of your business. What I have for him is for him. What I have for you is for you. And as long as a church, whether it is a church that someone is having in their house." Or if they're having it in a mega church, as long as a church or a Bible study even is following the Bible, that's what's important. The type of music they open with is not important. 
as long as it's glorifying God. Whether they stand or whether they sit is not important. As long as their hearts are glorifying God, whether they, they whatever their, their, their way of worshiping and showing praise and worship to God, <clears throat> if it's different than yours, that's okay. As long as it's glorifying God and not deviating from the word of God. Now, I want to read this and I'm going to go back over it because what we have to do, people have stopped preaching the gospel. They're preaching some modern gospel or some new gospel. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about they're omitting things from this book right here. You know, we need to preach the word, but we need to preach. I've said this a million times. We need to preach the truth. We need to preach the whole gospel. We need to preach Jesus Christ. We need to preach the virgin birth, you know, the his ministry on earth, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We need to preach about the Acts of the Apostles in Acts. We need to preach about Genesis to Revelation. We got to preach about the words in red. We got to preach the epistles. We got to preach the whole gospel. We got to preach about repentance. We have to people let people know there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. We have to preach about the whole gospel, the gifts of the Spirit. We have to preach about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, all three, part of one. And, you know, we have to let people know the true gospel. You know, we got to get back to the basics of this book. This book, I say it every day, this book does not change. God does not change. Jesus does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus does not change. His word does not change. We can, we can take his word. It's a living word, and we can get understandings from it. But none of his words will ever tell us to preach on sin, to allow sin. Sin is separation from God. And if you're a preacher of the gospel, you're not supposed to be telling people it's okay to separate yourself from God. We need to be drawing people closer to God. Amen. With that being said, I'm going to get into this verse. It says, preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and sound doctrine. For time will come when they will endure, they won't endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they will turn away their ears from the truth. But watch thou in all things and endure afflictions, do the work of the evangelist, and make full proof thy ministry. Now that's a very simple thing. Preach the word is what it basically says. Now, this is the way that too many churches or too many preachers are preaching it today. Now, listen, this is not to call out certain preachers. This is about no one. This could be a hypothetical preacher because there's lots of them. Listen, here's what's happening. When it says preach the words, it, they're taking it as preach words, not the word, preach words. Preach anything that they want to hear. Just preach. Because you want to draw people in. So say what they want to hear. And this comes back around because it says be instant in season and out of season. I was taught to be prepared in my message. To be prepared through prayer, through time alone with Christ, through time in my book, through time in the Holy Spirit, studying. To show myself approved so that the Holy Spirit can tell me what he wants me to preach. 
but you have to be instant in season and out of season. No matter what the situation, you need to be able to speak the gospel. You need to be able to preach the truth. You need to be able to preach what's in this word, not just fly off the handle. But some have to be, some don't think you have to be prepared. They just say, preach something that sounds good. Preach something that sounds good at that time. Preach something that's going to make them smile. You know, when they come and ask you a question, I'm, I listen, I'm not above saying, let me check on that or let me, let me study on that a little bit. Because I say it this way, but you say you don't think it should be that. Let me study on that and get back with you. Because, see, I want to grow. I want to learn. I want to grow every day. And I want the Holy Spirit to fill me with more and more every day. And I get that by spending time with him and in prayer and in study. And I learn and I learn. And the more I learn, the more meat he gives me to chew. And, you know, sometimes the greatest part of growth is having to change. Having to say, wait a minute. Whoa, that was a teaching I learned that was not correct. Because this is how it is. And that's growth. And that's growth. And being big enough to say, hey, you know what? I've got to re-examine re myself. I've got to re-examine myself. You know, in season and out of season means whenever you need to preach, you need to be prepared and you need to preach the truth. But you need to be ready to preach that truth, whether you're standing in front of a large congregation or if you're over here on the side of the road preaching to some people that you just met. You need to keep the same truth. You need to stay constant. In season, out of season. It says reprove. Reprove is to scold or correct with kind, um, with in a kind manner to express disapproval of. Now that's the definition. But they say reprove is to pat them on the back no matter what or how they're living and say better luck next time. Listen, when that cloud opens, when that sky opens up and Jesus comes back, there is no next time. We need to reprove right now. We need to show them and correct them and let them know, hey, we're not perfect. We weren't perfect, but God changed us. God, through repentance, we changed and we had to learn that this is not right. Reprove, rebuke. Rebuke is to criticize sharply or reprimand. You know, I have criticized my children sharply. And because of doing that, I, that is rebuking them. Say, don't do this. And you know what? Usually they don't do it again because I have taught them that is, there is a, there, there's something that's going to happen. You're going to lose something. I'm going to take something from you if you do it again. We need to let people know there is, life is not just we're going to go through, we're going to say we love Jesus and we're all going to, you know, go down a lazy river of gospel at the end of time. No, we have to live for Jesus. So we have to tell people that if you go forward and you give your life to Jesus, that means you're to change. That means you're supposed to repent. And that's one of the things we need to preach is repentance. It's got to be repentance. Exhort. Exhort means to urge strongly, to give a warning or advice, to make urgent appeals. Listen, so many people don't want, they go, oh, you know what, I'm not going to warn them because... You know, they're doing okay. They're trying and, they, you know, they're going to be all right, I think. And, you know, if I say too much to them, they're going to stop coming to our worship service or pray or church. And, you know, I don't want to lose them. Listen, you're not going to lose them if you preach the truth. If they're hungry for Christ and they want to change, 
you will not lose them. You have to take them off the milk at some point and give them the meat. The Bible says this, but you do it with long suffering. Long suffering is long on patience, endurance of offenses of a long duration. But we, many people think long suffering is to tell them they have plenty of time. And that's the greatest lie out of hell. We don't know how much time we have. We don't know when Jesus is coming back. And we sure don't know when we're leaving. We sure do not know when we're leaving. You know, my mother was 48 years old about 40-some years ago when she passed away. She went in the hospital for a simple back operation and never came home. We didn't know that that Thanksgiving that she was, that would be our last with her, you know. And, and, and so, you know, uh, things, you know, things just kind of, you know, take, take and happen. We don't know these things. So we can't tell people they have plenty of time. Doctrine. You know, don't, you know, we need to show the doctrine and the doctrine needs the Bible. But we're teaching, some churches are teaching, you need to follow our denominational doctrine that was written up by men. Written by men that really verify, vary away from the Bible. Oh, well, listen, we don't need that part. We're going to take it out. Let's look in the menu. What am I going to order today? Well, I'll have this page and this page. Oh, wait a minute now. This one here is kind of, uh, this one here is kind of going to step on my toes. Let's take this page out and we won't use this page. This is no longer part of our doctrine. And it's kind of funny because, you know, as I flip through here, I opened right there to Jeremiah and I lost it. Woe beyond to the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, saith the Lord. And the only way, you look, some people's going to come to your church and they're going to come. Some people's going to leave. Not all personalities are going to click. You know, some call it what they want. Some call it church hurt because they call it what you want. Listen, we need to be in an assembly together with God. We need to be assembling with like-minded people. The Bible says that. We need to be in assembly. But I'm going to tell you, we need to find a place. Not a place that's comfortable for us, but a place where if you want to shout and stand up and stomp your feet, listen, there's some churches don't want that. If you want that, you need to find a church that allows it. But if you want the old music, you need to find a church that has the old music. If you want the new modern music that's upbeat, you need to find a church. That does not mean that you have, you know, that your church help. You need to find a place that feels good for you and your family. Whether it's a church of 10,000 people or a, or a house for 10 people or less. You need to find a place where you can assemble together in the presence of God with other like-minded people preaching the truth, the Bible, the whole gospel. 2 Timothy 4.3 goes on to say, for the time will come when they won't endure sound doctrine. Hmm. So many preachers today and preachers and people are trying to build something or they've already built something and they're afraid of losing it. So they're going to preach what the people in their congregation want to hear. And, and again, it all goes back to this. We, it's, it's very simple. We have to preach the truth. We have to do scripture. We have to preach what the Bible says. Listen, we have to preach it all, like I've said. You know, then it goes on to say, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves 
teachers having itching ears. They will follow any teacher that says what they want to say. You know, if listen, we know, you know, the, the, the thing, gay marriage. Is, is gay marriage legal? Yes. Is it right? Not according to my Bible. So I'm not going to preach it. But do I when, I, when I was in Virginia, I didn't tell gay people they couldn't come to my church. They came to my church and I preached, but I preached what the Bible says. And I loved them. I, I, I really, there was a couple, I really loved a lot that, you know, and uh, people came to my church with tattoos. Did I say anything about their tattoos? No. My worship leader that worship, led worship for us most of the time had more tattoos than probably 10 people. But she came and she poured out her heart for Christ. She, pre she sang the truth. Her testimony was truthful. Her heart was truthful. She still has a heart after God, you know, because she followed the truth. But I'm not going to preach something just to get people to come. Listen, our church was a small church up there. We are here in Tennessee now. After the first of the year, we're going to start another praise and worship thing. It might be in a bus. I don't know where it's going to be. Wherever. Somebody may call and say, hey, we have a barn you can use. We have a shed you can use. If you do, please let us know. We're willing to use it. We just want to spread the word of God. We want to go out on the streets and tell people about Jesus according to the Bible and say, come on in and let's get, let's worship together. Let's pray together. Let's praise together. And let me give you a word about what the Bible says. Not what you want to hear. You might not like what you hear. I heard a preacher say one time he doesn't want to step on people's toes. He wants to tug at their heart. And I love that. That, that is actually cool. You know, I don't want to beat somebody up with the Bible. I want to read it to them and show them the love that's in the Bible. But the love that's in this Bible tells me, as, a, as an evangelist, i got to tell them about heaven, and i got to tell them about hell. i got to tell them about the good, and i got to tell them about the bad. i got to tell them about sin, and i got to tell them about what you get for sinning got to tell them about how you get to heaven but i got to tell them how I can keep them or well, Jesus can keep them from going to hell. Anyhow we go on. We're almost there. And they will turn away their ears from the truth. They won't listen to the truth. There are people today that are not going to listen to the truth. We're brought up in a world today of, of, of cell phones and TVs and all this stuff saying this is fine, this is acceptable, this is okay. And people are starting to believe the world rather than the word. And they want to come to a church that is going to tell them that it's okay to live worldly. And the Bible clearly tells us it's not. It's not. we got to follow the word, not the world. Now, you know, you might not agree with me on these things, but I'm just going to what the Bible says, and I'm actually just reading Scripture, and I'm just saying what I've actually heard preachers say, people say. So, you know, this is it. They will turn away their ears from the truth. You know, they don't want to hear about salvation because they just want to think that if they know who Jesus is, they're going to heaven. Well, I want to tell you, Satan knows who Jesus is. A third of the devils, the demons that came out of angels that were cast out of heaven with him know who, who, who Jesus is. They're not going to heaven. Knowing who Jesus is is not enough. They don't want to hear about repentance. They want to go to a church service or a revival or something and walk forward and walk away and live the same lifestyle and think it's okay. 
And it says, and it shall be turned into fables. What that means is the gospel is being watered down. It's like a storybook. Oh, everybody loves everybody. It's a love fest. You know, it's, it's Woodstock 2020. Let's all just fall in love. And, you know, no, there is work to do. Faith without works is dead. We have to work till Jesus comes. And that work means time with him, speaking the word, preaching the word, you know, doing what Jesus has called us to do. You know, some some people think that uh, preaching the tr truth only works if it's at a, a revival or at a conference. No, preach the word. It doesn't say preach the word at a revival or a conference. It says preach the word, you know. Be instant in season and out of season. No matter where we're at, preach at the revival, preach at the conference. But you know, I really applaud and I really, um, I really respect. I when I had our little church in Virginia, we didn't even have a bathroom in the church. We had to walk outside and go to the school. And I had some people came there and I and they came and preached at my church. And I mean, well-known people, well-known pastors and prophets and apostles came and preached at my church. Not because they were coming for fame and glory. They came because that's what God had told them to do, to go and spread the word. Go And glory fell in that church. Listen, signs, wonders, miracles happened in that church because they preached the word. They were instant, in season, out of season. They didn't come there because it was a big venue. They didn't come there because we, did, we took up... Uh, we had a $75 uh, a ticket entry fee. No, sometimes they didn't even make that much money when they came. But they came and they told the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now this last one is it's just kind of like to me and to anybody that calls themselves a preacher. But watch in all things and adore, endure afflictions. No matter what anybody says about you. No matter how many people walk away from your church or your ministry, if you're preaching the truth, you're doing what you need to do. Continue to preach the truth. Listen, we need revival. We need, we need conferences. We need to get out in the street. We need it all. It's not just a one-step thing. It's not just let's all go to church and go home on Sunday evening. We have to get out in the streets. The people that come in your church need to be equipped. It's not always the pastor's job to go out and chase people down, he, but he needs to equip his people so they can go out and give the good news of Jesus Christ on the street. We're supposed to do this. It's the Great Commission. As Christians, we're supposed to go and tell the good news. And that's what I'm going to have here after the first of the year is a place where we can go out on the street, bring people in, equip them up, Make them pioneers and send them back out on the street. Um, do the work of an evangelist. Go and tell. Go and tell this. Not some man-made doctrine or not some kind of thing just to get people to come in and, and be a part of something. Listen, this is, you can be a part of this. You can be a part of the Holy Bible. You can be a part of God. All you have to do is accept his son as your Lord and Savior. And finally, make full proof of thy ministry. Make sure that your ministry lines up with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Make sure that your ministry lines up with this book. Make sure your ministry is about the word of God, not the world. That's what we need to do, me right on down, all of us as pastors, as apostles, as prophets, 
as preachers, as teachers, as evangelists, whatever our title is, whatever we choose to call ourselves, God knows what we are. The, the actual, or, I got ordinations, but the true ordination comes from God himself. He has ordained us and anointed us to preach the gospel. And we need to preach the truth, to be instant in season, out of season, to reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all laws, suffering, and doctrine. We need to tell the truth. We need to do it in love. We don't need to use the Bible as some kind of, uh, some kind of hammer to beat people into submission because he doesn't want that. He's a gentleman. He stands at the door and knocks, and he wants us to, he wants you to open it. Listen, if you have need for prayer today, please contact us, Pleasant Family Ministry on Facebook. We're going to be getting our webpage back up very soon. You know, for those who need prayer, like I said, contact us. Uh, anyone who has wants to uh, share these videos or wants to be made aware of when these things come on, we're going to try to start doing them every morning between 8 and 8.30. Um, so that it gives people more of a regular time to look at them. Uh, share them, please. Like them and share them so other people will get these messages. You know, I heard that some states are even telling people they can't have home churches. Listen, I'm going to preach. I'll find a place to preach. If I have to go out in the woods somewhere and stand on a stump and preach to a, to a, to a tree, I'm going to preach the gospel. And I'm going to preach to the birds and they can fly around and tell people what I said. Because I serve a miracle working God that his word will not be stopped. They can try to slow it down, but it's going to go. You know, there's a song I love. You can bury the workman, but the work will go on. It started, you know, way back, and Jesus had sent the disciples out, and then the disciples, that we, you know, one generation after another, we got to keep building this up. Listen, don't be afraid. Faith over fear. Keep your prayers, everything, you know, everything, everything can be done through prayer and fasting. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. I come to you right now and ask you that you touch everyone that heard this video today, that you touch me and you touch the people here. Lord, let them get something out of it. Let them go and tell your, your good news, Lord. Let them go and tell the gospel. Let them go and tell about how Jesus went to the cross. If there's any that's not saved, Lord, let them find their way to you right now. Let them accept you as their Lord and Savior. You know, let them reach out to you, Lord, just right now. Anyone traveling for holiday this week, Lord, for Thanksgiving, give them uh, travel mercies. Look out for them, Lord. Look out for this country and all of our leaders, Lord. We need you right now, Lord. We need you so badly. And you know our needs. You know what this country needs. And you can change everything with a blink of an eye, with a wave of your hand. What we see in the flesh cannot even begin to see what you can show us in the supernatural, in the spirit. Lord, you are spirit, and we can access you by being in the spirit. We need to get in the spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives in us. We need to let it take over us, and we need to let it consume us. Lord, I rebuke any demon, demonic force that comes against anyone, that comes against anyone trying to preach your word. Lord, I, I, I rebuke it, cast it into the sea, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you guys. We want to thank you for watching. We want to thank you all that you do do. You know, just uh, check us out tomorrow morning. 
about 8 or 8.30. We'll be on giving another daily word. We love you guys. God bless.